Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The wild card round of the NFL playoffs is almost wrapped up. We've got one game left between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And if you want to place a bet on any of the playoff games, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, whatever sport you want to bet on, just make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, Ike, and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, Pittsburgh Steelers scout, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I see you're draped out in black and gold this morning. We had wild card weekend. There's NFL head coaching vacancies. A lot to talk about. We'll get to what Yins think as well, but I want to start right off the top here. Our guy, Minka Fitzpatrick, named first team all pro. Hope you're doing okay this morning, Ike. And that's where we're going to start today's show. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Football weekend uh, is here. What a weekend of football for the NFL. I tell you what, the playoffs haven't disappointed nobody except for your team if you had that team and they lost. <laughs> that's the only person. But, Mark, I mean, Minka, six interceptions. Uh, the past three out of four years, been all pro since he's been in the city of Pittsburgh. I mean, just been everything you've been looking for. And you, and you question at the time, why would you trade a first-round draft pick? And here's why. I'm looking at a future knock on wood if he stay healthy. Hall of Fame coming at that safety position. Mega Fitzpatrick. He does it all. And, and usually, and, and now in this time to play that position at that free safety mark, usually they, they, they catch, meaning they can, they're ball hawks but they really don't like coming down in the box and tackling. Minka does both. And if you just look at Minka Pass, when he was with the Miami Dolphins, he damn near played outside linebacker at the time. So I, I see why he got that kind of physicality. But just, I mean, Minka been a blessing to the city of Pittsburgh and the organization. Just just, just a good dude overall in general. Somebody ain't never got to worry about you no know, off-the-field issues, um, takes work seriously. Is the quarterback on that defense when it comes down to lining everybody up? Uh, you don't need a, a, a Mike or a Buck to line them up. Mick can do it from, from back there from the safe position. But six interceptions. Um, this is I think it's the second time having six picks. Second year having six picks. But Mick is just everything you're looking for, man. Mick is a staple, um, just especially coming behind a guy named Troy Palomalo. You know, and Coach T said it one time before. Hey, man, i seen this before. So when he was talking about Minka, he was like, i seen this kind of person before. And he was talking about Troy in comparison. So, Minka, man, well-deserved Minka. Big props to Minka. Matter of fact, I got to get Minka on on our show, to be honest with you, because I just talked to him. But Minka just been everything you can look for in the safety, whether it's covering, making plays when you need it. Um, he took over. What game What game he took over? We had an a interception, a sack, and a blocked field goal. Um, that, that, that's the just a week just, against Cincinnati. Ike, uh, yeah, I'd yeah. argue he single-handedly won the game and I could back off that. I could Correct. make the argument that Minka Fitzpatrick at the safety position on defense was the Steelers best offensive player in the 2022 season. I could make that argument. 100%. And I, I can't, I can't rebuttal against you either, Mark. I agree. 
Yeah. So listen, and I keep receipts. Like, you know, I'm a little bit petty, but <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trading with the Dolphins. Okay. The Steelers now have a three time all pro player, three time pro bowler, one of the top safeties in the game. In exchange, um, Dolphins have offensive tackle Austin Jackson, 30 career starts. That's fine. Doesn't have any pro bowls. It's been on the IR twice as well. Like, so if we're keeping receipts, listen, right. I just say the Steelers won that one. Yeah. 100% hands down. I'd say the Steelers won that one. But again, I would make the argument I, that Minka Fitzpatrick, at least on the front half of the season, was the Steelers' best offensive player. And that's why he's all pro. Only Steelers player to make it to any of the all pro teams, Ike. And we always say this too. All pro is based on merit, pro bowl, fan popularity, and everything. And Minka gets both. And I'm very excited to see what he can continue to do as long as you know Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith and company can continue to create pressure up front to where we saw him go back to his ball hawking ways. We didn't see that in 2021, Ike, because the front seven wasn't as stout as it had been in years past. But Minka Fitzpatrick can play his true ball hawk position when the Steelers right. create that pressure up front. And that was evident to me this season. Oh, I gotta give a, I gotta get give a huge shout out to Cam, Cam Haywood. Um he still led interior defense alignment pretty much every stat. Um I'm pissed off he didn't make all pro as well they had a few young guys and you got to tip my hat off to the young guys but just like statistically looking at cam i think cam had up 78 tackles or 12 and a half sacks and like 12 and a half tackles for loss so cam did his damn thing also as well so um statistically cam i think pound for pound was number one when it came down to the stats i thought cam should should have got during the all pro big shout out to cam also to pick it back off of what you said mark mm -hmm. The emergency and the healthiness of Demonte Casey let Minka yep. be Minka. Yep. So um, I got to give a shout out to Demonte Casey as well, too. I like to talk about that yin and yang with the pass rush. Go back and watch mm -hmm. the tape from the Atlanta game. When Minka Fitzpatrick gets the interception to put the game away, Atlanta's trying to drive down the field to either tie it up or take the winning score. It's the pressure created by Cam Hayward up front, the bull rush to where – Falcons quarterback doesn't have any time to throw. I believe it was Mariota in that game. Throws it right to Minka Fitzpatrick, and it's just that complimentary football that we're talking about. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ike, we're going to go to What Yins Think, where we hear from our listeners and viewers. We've got one today from Robert Rode. Robert writes in, with how much time Lamar misses and with what the Ravens just paid Roquan Smith, it means Lamar will be wearing another uniform very soon. Ike, I want to get your thoughts in 2023, does Lamar Jackson stay in Baltimore? Is he elsewhere? Do they use the franchise tag? What happens with Lamar? Because Ravens just get knocked out of the playoffs. Lamar did not play due to his knee injury. Mm -hmm. I don't blame him there. But where does Lamar wind up next season? I, they're going to tag him. They're going to tag the hell out of Lamar. Unless they like somebody. Unless they like somebody now in college. And right now, ain't nobody better than Lamar coming out of college. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody on the market. Period. Just on the market. I'm talking about all positions. Better than Lamar if Lamar hits the market. He's a franchise. He's a game changer. He's your former uh, league MVP. Ain't nobody like Lamar. So, yeah, they're going to tag the hell out. Lamar. Lamar going to wind up getting this deal done. Um, the way he's getting it done, how long he has to wait, I'm sure it sucks for him. He's pissed off. But for the Baltimore Ravens, he will stay in Baltimore. They'll get this deal done. They're just going to tag him first. Yeah, that was that was my takeaway when I saw the Roquan Smith deal, Ike, where it was just like, okay, they're going to tag Lamar because 
I, I take away take away football for a second, uh, his ability on the field, which is spectacular. He's, you know, a video game quarterback and everything. It's very exciting. The marketability of Lamar Jackson, you're just going to let him go and you're going to let him walk. They have a lot of very, very bitter Ravens fans if Baltimore let that happen. And it's exactly like you said, Ike. And when we've talked about this in previous shows, to me, it's okay. If you want to move on from Lamar, what's your alternative that is a definitive upgrade? And that's where, to me, the conversation starts and stops is I cannot point to a candidate, whether it's a rookie coming in with whatever draft pick the Ravens end up getting, because it's not going to be on the top half of the draft, the top 16 picks. And then in free agency too, that is always a huge gamble. So if the Ravens did decide to let Lamar go, they would need to have a plan of, hey, here's who we're going with at the quarterback position. And I can't point to a single guy that is a definitive upgrade over Lamar Jackson in 2023. I'm with you. As soon as I saw this Roquan Smith deal, it's like, well, Lamar's going to have to ball out yet again to where he can make his cheese. Yeah, they, they're going to tag them all, but they're going to they're gonna get the contract done. He just, in order in order for them to keep him, um, they just going to hit him with the tag because they have the first rights to do that. So they'll tag Lamar and they'll work out a deal. They'll definitely work out a deal. But it, it, it should, in my personal opinion, it should have never got to this point when it comes down to yep. the margin. Well, well, I'm with you, Ike. But I also think, too, with what happened with Kyler Murray this last year and um, Deshaun Watson, it kind of reshaped the market where neither of those quarterbacks made the playoffs and neither of those teams to where it worked out for what their expectations were for this season. And so I think we can both agree that Lamar right now is better than both of those players, but you see what they got. And then it's like, is it worth that much? So from Lamar's standpoint, he's got to be looking at it say, Hey, I should make more, but then the team's going to be looking at it and saying, Hey, they, those organizations just paid those quarterbacks a premium and it didn't work out. Why should we pay that much? And ultimately, you'd think that they'd meet somewhere in the middle. I mean, Lamar can argue all day. Like, I'm a former league MVP. The, the two guys you just named, Mark, between Deshaun, you know, Deshaun Watson and Kyle Murray, like, they was never former league MVP. Uh, organization never said I had to get in the playbook and, and put – in my contract stipulations on learning the playbook and spending hours in the playbook, like in doing homework, like I'm a little kid. I don't have these off the field issues like the quarterback in Cleveland Browns. So what, what are we talking about? The only I, I since since me and Josh Allen company coming into my draft, I got the best record. I got the best regular season record between everybody, and and Josh even had Josh hasn't hit league MVP. So the only person who really doing better than me out the young group is Joe Burrow if you want to think about it. And they gave Josh Allen close to $500 million. Well, hell, what's up, what's up with me? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing I'm, – my record is better than him. I'm a league former yeah. MVP, and he hasn't been to the Super Bowl either. That's how Lamar looking at it. So why, why are we why, – what are we waiting on? You know, so y'all giving him all these weapons. I'm just talking like as yeah. of Lamar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him all these weapons. I, I, can't, catch a, I can't catch a cold in Alaska right now. Y'all just want me to use my legs. Yeah, I do have Mark Anderson. Y'all do give me a give me a staple of running backs, but if you want to compare it to other quarterbacks out my generation, who's better than me than Joe Burrow? I mean, come on, let's be for real, guys. This, 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 if I'm the mom, I'm like, let's let's be. Oh, I'm a former league MVP, so that counts for nothing. My record is better than everybody you can just name: Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Between between us three, that don't count for nothing. 
Yeah, the only thing yeah. but our, I, what they're going to say back, though, is saying, oh, well, wins and losses aren't a quarterback stat, which like I think there's a correlation there. Right. But that's I, I hear oh, what you're saying. I hear yeah, what you're saying. Wins, wins and losses is a quarterback stat. <laughs> it, it is a quarterback stat. Uh-huh. And, and, and I'm the best. I'm when I'm not playing, we don't do good. This is not San Fran. They're they're on their third quarterback. When I'm not playing, we don't do we don't do good. That's that's true, I because going into the playoff game this season, when Lamar didn't play, Ravens were averaging 12 and a half points per game. And I knew it would catch up eventually with them. They very nearly, I'd argue they should have beaten the Bengals. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But I'm with you, Ike, to where stats-wise, points-wise, offensive production, Lamar on the field versus when he's not on the field. Like, this is no knock on Tyler Huntley or any of the other Ravens quarterbacks. They're just not Lamar Jackson, period. No, I get it. If Lamar fighting this case all day, though, I'm fighting the heck out of this case. Comparison. To other quarterbacks, I'm fighting. I'm fighting this case because really nobody can't tell me nothing unless it's Joe Burrow. So so far, and he went to the Super Bowl. They still lost. But other than that, I mean, Joe Burrow and uh, Patrick Mahomes ain't really nobody can tell me nothing when it comes down to these mm-hmm. to st- to stats and quarterbacks and who's the most valuable person on that team. Is 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 and plus what I got to work with. Like everybody, everybody you name, everybody you name working with something like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> working with an Andy Reid. Like Josh Allen working with Trayvon Diggs and and a few other a few other guys, like he, they yeah. working with something, you know. So he like, man, give me something to work with. Give me something to work yeah, with. Yeah, it's like, like other than Mark Andrews, who could you point to on that Ravens offense? Like, I mean, I suppose the offensive line to a degree, but from the skill right. position standpoint, who would say? who would definitely start for other teams. And I'm not trying to single out any other guys, but to me, the true difference maker, really the only one on that Ravens offense is Mark Andrews, the tight end who, you know, whether you want to say he's actually a receiver or tight end, you know, fine. We're splitting hairs at that point, but Andrews is really the only guy on that offense where it's just like, like, cause I look at it from the standpoint when the Steelers are playing the Ravens, who's the guy we talk about every single time when we get past talking uh, about Lamar, it's, it's Mark Andrews. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No. Correct. No. But 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 Mark is man. Lamar just he different man. He, he Lamar Lamar really ain't working with too 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 much. The OC, you know. Um, he, he he's not a, he's not in a Perry and San Fran situation. He's not in a Josh Allen situation as far as like talent around him. He doesn't have one of the offensive geniuses when it comes down to offensive minds with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And so it, he, he's he's just – and Joe Burrow just Joe Burrow. Honestly, I just personally think Joe Burrow just doing that <laughs> – I was about to say the S word – doing that stuff by himself. You know, when Joe Burrow do have a T. Higgins – who has a better trio than, than Joe Burrow? Who got a better one-two punch than Joe Burrow? So, Lamar, like – Golly, guys, and I'm putting up the points. I'm putting up the points. My defense giving up damn near 25 points in the second half. So what y'all, what y'all want me to do? Y'all want me to play corner too? Because I play, I can't play corner if y'all want me to. So Lamar just, man, pay that man, man. Yeah, man, yeah. I need, I need to put this on tape, fight because I've floated out this idea before. Tom Brady. I don't think he'll retire, but he leaves Tampa. Tampa has a void at the quarterback position, and oh. This was the team that struggled 
the most, if one of the most in the league at running the football, what better solving that than having Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position, forcing defenses to play 11 on 11. It's my half-baked theory, Ike, but I got to put this on tape because when that comes to fruition, yeah. You manifest it. Yeah. All right, Robert, thank you for that question. That's what Yins think. Ike, observations from Wild Card Weekend. And speaking of making defenses play on 11 on 11, Daniel Uh Jones, Ike, really, really impressed me. Had more than 300 yards uh, through the air, 75 through the ground. Two passing touchdowns as well. Ike, he reminds me a little bit of like a worse version of Josh Allen. Not surprising considering Brian Dable came over from Buffalo. But, you know, it's forcing defenses to play 11 on 11 to where if the first or second read wasn't there, he was tucking it and running the ball, using his athleticism. And listen, Ike, we tried to tell the listeners and viewers, if you listen to this show in advance of wildcard weekend, we went 5-0 and in our picks. You put some money in your pocket too. And we told you that the Giants were going to upset the Vikings. The Vikings this season going into this game were 11 and 0 in one score games. And it finally caught up to them this past weekend. Hey, I mean, you just said it. You just said it when we said earlier the whole, the whole year damn near with Daniel Jones. First of all, he got a heck of a, heck of a head coach. And his head coach is getting uh, everything up out of him as far as like talent. And he, and Daniel Jones has looked totally different between last year. And this year, he, he, golly. But man, first, second read, take off, run if you don't have it. First, second read, take off and run if you don't have it. And that's that's exactly what hurt um, the Minnesota Vikings. They didn't account this 11 on 11. They didn't account for Daniel Jones' legs. And if you look at it, I think Daniel Jones wound up having 78 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he had 17 carries, 17 or 16 carries. It was seven, a career high, 17, Ike. You see what I'm saying? But then 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 if you if you if you backtrack, what's my head coach for the Giants? Um, um Brian Dable. Brian Dable, if you backtrack where he came from, what kind of quarterback he had? His name is Josh Allen. So during the playoffs, which you didn't account for, he started he started this Josh Allen running the ball, making it eleven on eleven. Everybody was upset about him because we like, why the heck you gonna rush, rush your franchise quarterback so many times? He's like, heck, my quarterback six five, two fifty, why not? <laughs> that's that's an extra person on the field for me. If you look at it now, it's really eleven or eleven. Daniel Jones, not not as not as big as Josh Allen, but he's athletic as well, like a Josh Allen. You sleep on what he can do when it comes down to running. What happened yesterday? Run the football. So you got you got a you got a head coach, which was a former offensive coordinator with the Buffalo Bills. The same body types, the same body types as quarterback, six five or some change over two thirty that can run that is mobile. If I'm in the jam, first, second read, take off run. Same way when he had Josh Allen when Josh Allen was young. First, second read, take off run. So Minnesota didn't have an answer for him. By the time they had an answer for him on defense, it was just too late, Mark. Yeah, yeah, 300 yards through the air, at least 75 on the ground in a playoff game. Here's the company that Daniel Jones joins, Steve Young and Lamar Jackson. Good company to be in, Ike. Yeah, Daniel. Daniel did his thing. You, you can just tell he's playing with a lot of confidence. You can just tell Coach Coach have a few coaches around Daniel Jones, specifically just for Daniel Jones. You can see it on the sideline. And this is 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 going over what we messed up on. Okay, this is the correct read. What do we need to do on the field? What do you see, Daniel Jones? And another coach is 
pushing confidence, 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 confidence. And you need that when you got somebody on the field as your CEO at that quarterback position. So they didn't figure this thing out. You're bringing him back next year, Ike, Daniel Jones. I know they didn't pick up his fifth-year deal. Hell yeah. 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 Because yeah, then, then, then again, if we go back on that on that quarterback market, other than Lamar, yeah. if if we get Lamar, then we got action. But <laughs> other, other, other than Lamar, no, nah, he he is my yeah. friend quarterback. But with Lamar too, and Ike, I meant to bring this up when the Ravens traded Roquan Smith, they traded a second and fifth round picks uh, to the Bears. So the Ravens almost have to get re-signed Lamar too because. Okay, you weren't going to do a one-year rental on Roquan Smith, considering all the picks that you just gave up to get him. And then mm-hmm. again, it goes back to with what the Giants are dealing with with Daniel Jones, free agency and quarterback. Do you want to take that huge gamble of okay, by the time the Giants pick to get a rookie that they really like, probably not going to be there. And then free agency, it's like it's slim pickings because if the quarterback was really, really that good, the team that he's currently on would want to re-sign him. So I'm with you there, Ike. A uh, few other games I noticed. I know the Dolphins came up short against the Bills. Ike, you told me that this would be a close game. Uh, I, I got to give and tip my cap to Mike McDaniel to keep this within a one-score game, scoring 31 points with a seventh-round rookie quarterback. I know they fell just short, but game was a lot tighter than I expected it to be. And the Bills, in future rounds, if they don't protect the football the, w- the way that they did uh, you know, this past weekend – that will catch up and they will get beat if they if they don't protect the football. Uh, and we saw that on display and the Dolphins came roaring back. I thought they were going to pull off the upset yesterday, Ike. They almost did, Mark. The Miami Dolphins almost pulled it off. They, they, they just staggered. They staggered a little bit in that third quarter. There were some opportunities they had where they should have put seven instead of three points on the board for the Miami Dolphins, but they definitely had a shot. And I also thought they should have ran the ball a little bit more when it came down to the Miami Dolphins as well. Um, I think I think Coach Mike McDaniel's figured it out a little bit, not a little bit too late. He figured it out too late, as in jet sweeping and getting the ball and waddle and and cheetah hands right now off these receiver passes, screen passes. That's what I thought. But other other than that, Mark, um, he coached his butt off for what he had to work with, and the man was working with another, you know, third 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 depth chart quarterback sitting sitting in the seventh round <laughs> from the draft, starting the playoff game. So, uh. I thought they was going to pull it off. Then when they staggered Mark in that third quarter, I was like, uh, it's just, you know, Josh Allen, you just you just can't keep giving Josh Allen opportunities. That's what you can't do. But from the, from the get-go, um, I will say this, on the next round coming up, the Buffalo Bills, they can't be stagnant coming out the blocks. Because when, when you have a, a good quarterback on the opposite side of Josh Allen, um, for some reason that defense do enough because they do create turnovers. The Buffalo Bills do create turnovers. Josh Allen do turn the ball over as well. And going against a good quarterback, they play the Cincinnati Bengals and play like that, it's not going to look good for the Bills. They play the Kansas City Chiefs and play like that, it's not going to look good for the Bills. So um, they got to tighten up. Josh got to tighten up on his on, a, on turning the ball over. And honestly, Buffalo got to tighten up on their run game. Yeah, the Bills? They, they second, sorry. They secondary right now looking real good. Elam and company, the young boys from Florida, them boys, them boys looking real good in that secondary. With matter of fact, they kept they kept the two the two cheetah, junior cheetah and senior cheetah. They kept them two boys kind of in check. You know, they kept them in check for the big explosive plays when it came down to it. 
on the receiver side. But, yeah, they got to tighten up on that defense on the run game, and Josh got to tighten up on turnovers. Yes, Ike, uh, the Bills open as a three-and-a-half-point favor against the Bengals, and we finally get to see that matchup that got uh, stopped due to DeMar Hamlin's collapse and everything, too. I thought it was a nice moment, too. I know he was at the game yesterday, too, so glad he's back, doing better and better each day, Ike. And um, heck of a game because I know the Bills and Dolphins played in the snow earlier in the regular season. That was a close one, too. So both of those matchups this season were just must-watch football. Ike, I got to give you your flowers now. You told us the Jags would win. It was looking very grim when the Chargers had a 27-0 lead. And I am still trying to make sense of this game. The Jaguars come back and win despite losing the turnover battle 5-0. Previously, teams with no turnovers and five or more takeaways were 313-3 in NFL history. Jags come storming back, and I'm going to put this out there as well. Like, I'd be surprised if uh, Sean Payton isn't the head coach of the Chargers in 2023. I'd already be bringing that into fruition now. And no, that's, the floor is you, yours, Ike. No, you got it. That, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly you don't move to LA and not have a plan. <laughs> that was that was cool. Sean Payton did move his butt to LA, wind up getting on Fox to buy some time, and y'all and 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 for y'all's sake, I'm talking for the LA Chargers' sake. I hope y'all do lose in the playoffs because I'm about to be our head coach. Because I got a defense, I got a quarterback that I can have for ten years or how many years uh, I want to coach, and I'm gonna take off. This is exactly what I'm gonna do. This is my whole goal. I'm talking as I'm Sean Payton. Yeah. This is my so, and yeah, y'all. I know. I go. I go entertain Denver. I might go entertain another team, but y'all, leverage, is, leverage, Ike. I want to be with the LA Chargers. I want to be in LA. This is why I want to finish off on the West Coast. So this is exactly what I'm doing. So if y'all watch Fox and y'all saw the suit I had on, I had on a blue suit and I had a little bit of yellow and baby blue in my tie. Y'all already know where I'm going. <laughs> I know Coach Sean. I ain't, <laughs> This is this is where I'm going. I'm going to the LA Chargers if they don't if they do get rid of their coaching staff. But Jacksonville, Mark, I mean, do what I said. I said Jacksonville played the worst they can play in the half. Uh, the the Chargers defense can play the best they can play. Ashante mm-hmm. Sam Jr. Golly, three picks. We should be we should have led the show with him. Like three interceptions. Mark three in the first half. Man had three in the first – like, every series he was just catching the pick. Like, you thought – if you throw my way, pick, throw my way, pick, throw my way, pick. The man came on the sideline, not one, not two, but three. Mark, I had three interceptions in the whole season. The man had three interceptions in one half. <laughs> so, that, that let you know he was in the matrix. But y'all didn't shot y'all wide. Y'all empty y'all clip because the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars, first of all, they put points on the ball before the half. And I said, oh, this is this is going to change the momentum. Then I said, ain't nothing else. Ain't nothing else the uh, Chargers can do to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just shot their wide. It's it's all good now. And, and what what Sunshine Trevor Lawrence kept doing. <laughs> Sunshine Trevor Lawrence. See, that dude never wavered. They stuck to the running game when they needed to. They didn't change the ETN. Wind up having the yards he needed to have. They understand, man, we still got 30 minutes left in this ballgame. Let's not change the game plan. Now, when we do pass the ball, we're gonna run the ball off this run, off this mm-hmm. run game. Go play action pass. We're gonna go a little bit deeper now. We're just not gonna ask Sunshine to read one, two, three, and probably run. We're gonna play action pass off of this run 
Then, then we're going to uh, go for the deep ball a few times. That's exactly what they did. Hey, defense, I need y'all to play style. Because y'all been playing style on them. They went for 15. They went for 15 carries in the first half with Eckler. Eckler did his thing. Then they went for seven carries in the second half. Man, you got to give Eckler back the ball. You got to go 15-15. But so since you did that, you give me more opportunities when you pass the ball because now the clock is stopping. So now I ain't got to call no timeouts. You call the timeouts for me. Every time it's an incomplete pass, the clock stops, I got action. Every time the quarterback drop back, I got an opportunity to get the ball, score off a strip sack, fumble, or interception. That's what I got. Thank you for throwing the ball. <laughs> That's what the Jacksonville Jaguars said, Doug and company said. Thank y'all for throwing the ball in the second half. Y'all gave us life and a new opportunity. Y'all can watch us next week play playoff football while y'all sitting in that good weather in L.A. <laughs> pissed off. So, yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. They just, they just, hey, Mark, Sunshine, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. the dude been one of the hottest quarterbacks since yep. the giving break. Since and their defense mm-hmm. is on fire right now. I tell you what, they did a heck of a job getting that defensive line, drafting for that defensive line, Mark. Because that That's defense, true. yeah, they, they ain't playing no games, but yeah, sunshine in that defensive line. And Coach Doug really turned, man, Coach Doug did this thing overnight, Mark. Like, yeah. uh, I love the nickname Sunshine for right. Trevor Lawrence in in Florida. It's a, a tribute to remember the Titans as well. That is a great nickname. And I we we're in into our fourth season of the show. I'm just gonna listen. I, I know you. Um, for some reason, I think you would love to see like a Jags 49ers Super Bowl, which like for most people that would be the most unpopular Super Bowl. But Ike Taylor, that would be like your your yeah. ultimate matchup. That'd be perfect. That that man, that'd be that'd be for me. That'd be a dream come true, Mark. That'd be <laughs> sunshine for a purdy, right in the Super Bowl. Who would ever thought? The Jacksonville Jaguars would be in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers on their third straight quarterback. In yes. Purdy 6 0, bro. It's crazy. Can we give, can we give Sh- Kyle Shanahan his due? Because he's done it regardless of who his quarterback is back there, time and time and time and time again. And I've heard criticisms like, look, coaches end up getting fired. That's the nature of the NFL, it ends up happening. But, like, to me, it's indisputable that that guy is a good football coach. And I think about it from the standpoint of if I was a quarterback and I wanted to get drafted into an organization, someone who can set me up for success, they did it yet again. I mean, that Seahawks game wasn't even close, Ike. Bro, hey, listen, Purdy, Purdy, Coach, Coach Kyle, man, he just – his game plan, like week to week – like he 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 has a he don't he don't have a playbook. He got a game plan for this week. This 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 is who we're attacking. This is what we're doing for this week. And and if you got something to stop him, you know what? I forgot. I can throw this right hand, but I got a counter with this left hook. So I got something for that too. I knew y'all was gonna do that. I got something for that. That's what Coach, that's what Coach Kyle be doing. Game plan. I'm gonna smoke you with this game plan. If you got something for it, I'm gonna hit you with the left hook because I got a counter. Yeah. There's nobody hotter than him when you when it comes to game plan for 2022-23 season. Coach Kyle Shanahan, man, he putting up the man putting up masterpieces. Especially and he acquired CMC. So I, I acquired CMC, you see what I'm doing. And they got Elijah back from Lafayette, Louisiana. They got him back in the backfield. You see what he's doing. Oh, by the way, we six and oh. Oh, y'all got Jimmy Garoppolo back? No, his name is Purdy. 
<laughs> Mr. Irrelevant from Iowa State. <laughs> Y'all don't know him, but I do. Man, this dude here, man. <laughs> I mean, what 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 can you what can you say about Coach Shanahan, man? He right now he's the hottest OC. He the hottest mind going when it comes down to the offensive side because he's finding ways to give everybody the ball, whether it's Kittles, Debo, or CMC. Ike, I left them for dead when Garoppolo went down because Trey Lance also went down earlier this season. We were on the show saying, hey, should the 49ers sign Baker Mayfield? But clearly they know something that I don't. They're better off just how good uh, Purdy has looked. And I I know uh, that they're not asking him to do everything. Correct. But I, I, along with a lot of other people, left the 49ers for dead. And it's like, look, even if they get into the playoffs, good luck, whatever. They're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a really, really tough out. And yeah, I'd probably still pick Philly right now to come out of the NFC. But right now, from what I've seen the last several weeks and after wild card weekend, other than Philly, for me, the team I would not want to play in the NFC would be the 49ers. Yeah, them boys playing that. Them boys, them boys. It's 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 the way they playing. The that 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 physicality. Like I like the team aspect of the Philadelphia Eagles, but they're not physical like the San Francisco 49ers on the defensive side. I like the physicality part for the Philadelphia Eagles on the offensive line part, but heck, then you got to balance it out with San Fran defensive line as well. So I like the way Philly is playing. They're just not playing. They They remind me of the Indianapolis coach. So they remind me of the coach. Coach played, but they played with grace and finesse. Win a lot of ball games. We played, we played with more physicality. See, when you when, when coach going to the bulletin board, when they talk about San Fran, what's the first thing they say? We got to bring our big boy pants. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Philly, you're not saying you got to bring your big boy pants. You're telling the offensive line, hey man, they got a they got a rotation going on that D line for six, about six to eight people. We got to be ready to go. Because they rotate like how Alabama rotate that D line. This is exactly what Philly is doing. Nobody's really saying the physicality part of how you would talk about a San Francisco 49s on the defense side. Offense, right, I, they just on offensive side, it's hard to go six and zero. And Jalen Jalen Hurts, if he didn't sit out a couple of weeks, he probably would have won league MVP. My personal opinion. Yes. If he didn't, yes, I agree. I agree. But. Yeah, me. I mean, CMC, Debo, AU, Kittles. I mean, quarter. If if you all right, quarterback, you'll take Jalen over Purdy, and, and and you should. Running back, you want to take CMC over uh Miles Sanders Cal- for Philly. Miles, as you said, wide receiver, you're gonna take both of wide receivers over San Fran wide receivers mm-hmm. for sure, as you said, between Adams and um. Got them. AJ. AJ Brown. Tight end. Tight end. You're going to take kiddos all day. So, I mean, Mark, like you say, Mark, golly, whenever they meet up, if they meet up, whenever they meet up, it's going to be a game. And it's going to be a game of inches. <laughs> it's going to be a game of inches. Just sitting here thinking about it. Golly. Ike, I'm with you. I'm with you. Really quickly before we go to the final segment of the show. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Seahawks, I try to bring Geno Smith back on a team-friendly deal. Get like a three-year deal done. He's 32, and I think he yep. proved this season 
the fact that he had a better year than Russell Wilson broke the passing record for the Seahawks. I think you bring him back again, a team friendly deal. I wouldn't pay him a premium premium, but right, right. give him the money that he deserves and take- bring him back for two or three years. See what you got again with Geno Smith. I thought he and the Seahawks had a very, very nice season and well above expectations that anyone thought that the Seahawks could have this season. That's what I would do if I'm Seattle. Revamp this whole career. Cause when they went to the when 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 they said he was a starter, I was like, "Damn, you know the starter." But Gino, damn, they proved me wrong. Not damn, but he sure did prove me wrong. Yeah. But Carol love him, and you can tell that locker room love him. He's one of the guys, and that's what it was missing from Russell. Russell wasn't one of the guys. They felt like Russell felt like he was better than them. They feel like we got a quarterback in Gino, and he's one of us. He hangs out with us. He kicks it with us. He don't think he's better than us. And Pete Carroll, you can tell Pete, Pete love him. But Gino, Gino, yeah, give give Gino, give Gino 10 a year, man. 10 to 12 a year. Go to Gino 10 to 12 a year for three years. Draft your quarterback. Let him sit on the Gino. Um, build around. So when it comes, yeah, get that man. Yeah, get that man. 10 to 12 a year. I agree with you, Mark. All right, Ike. Best NFL head coaching vacancy. Colts, Broncos, Panthers, Texans, and Cardinals. I'm on record last week, Ike, when you hopped off. I'm going to go with the Texans for this reason. They have the second and 12th pick in this upcoming draft. Do you have a blank canvas? I think there are some limitations with the other rosters. Again, among the Colts, Broncos, Panthers, Texans, and Cardinals, Ike, if you had your choice for where you could be a head coach, which team are you picking and why? Man, I'm uh, first of all, I'm going to talk about the Texans. It's the organization part I don't like about the Texans. I'm with so- you there. I'm with you there. Yeah, so I get, I get, I get, I get what you're saying though with the picks. You give me, I got, I got damn near nothing but high, high grade picks, so I can get whatever I want. I can build my franchise, but I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos, Mark. The reason why I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos is because I already got a quarterback. Um, I think this was a one-off on him having a bad year. I got a top five defense, a top five young defense. I have a running back who got hurt, who was top five before he got injured. I have receivers. I just need to give me a tight end. I do have an offensive line. So, and I got an organization that pretty much they run itself well. But the only part about that was getting this last head coach. They missed on that head coach. But as far as like pieces to the puzzle, I think Denver would be best bet if I'm a head coach to go to. All right, Ike. I know the tight ends. They've got uh, Albert Ode out of Mizzou and then Greg Dulcich, which who we really liked. So maybe they can emerge. <laughs> Two big bodies at the tight end position. In terms of the organization, Ike, I'm totally with you because the Texans have fired their head coaches. They've had like four in four years, so I'm with you there. But, Ike, we got to wrap up. This has been a great show. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show in the coming weeks, Ike, we're already starting to line up guests for the 2023 edition of our show. Very excited about that. So that's coming very, very soon for the listeners and viewers. Ike, I want to thank you our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producer Megan and the whole crew, producer Yancey as well. Today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show, betonline.ag. I want to thank the listeners and the viewers for taking the time out of their day to watch us, Ike. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh, the Believe in, Believe in Steelers podcast. I want to thank you, Mark, for show all day, being my uh, great host with me. Uh, got to thank betonline.ag for always rocking with us since day one. Um, gotta thank Brinks TV, Miss Courtney, and her whole crew. Wanna thank everybody who always working behind the scenes with us. Make sure y'all give us a five piece, five stars, is what I'm saying. Um, but y'all want to thank everybody for tuning in. 
Uh, keep sending us what Yens thinks. What Yens thinks. We love that segment as well. Uh, keep tuning in. We ain't going to don't forget how to have more people on the show. Appreciate y'all for watching us. Mark and I. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you later this week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.